Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. J. Will with a little time away after his mother's passing, and our thoughts are with you, Jay, of course. Um, Key? We I, hate this time, I hate this time of year, Max. Why is that? Because you got to analyze these these kids and everybody when they get ready to go to the draft, and you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to tell the truth. These, not, well, not, yeah, but it, it just, it, I, I feel like when I have to do that, I'm hurting them and hurting their money. Right. It just, you know, because you got, like you say, you got to tell the truth. And I was listening to Mel Kuyper right there talk about what are you going to weigh in the month of uh, November. You know, and, and we're talking about Bryce Young. And I said it during our break. I was like, I, w- I wonder what he's going to be at the end of training camp. And then Mel came out and said that. And that goes through my mind. I'm like, it's manufacturer weight at the combine at 205. Then you don't get on the scale at Alabama. And the training camp is going to be hotter than hell in Carolina. I've been there. I played there. So I know what that is in, 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 in the summertime and that heat. And you're going to carry water weight. So when you come out of training camp, you mean you might be a buck eighty-five, maybe. No less. matter how much you eating. By the way, Key, here's the thing: Can you explain to people why, on one day, a player, Bryce Young, says, "I'll weigh, I'll weigh in, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to throw. I'm not going to do anything." And on a whole separate day, weeks later. He says, okay, I'll throw and you can put me through the paces, but I'm not weighing in. Why would that be? Well, you, you manufacture weight, like Mel Kuyper said. So if I come in heavier than what you anticipate, I'm somewhat bloated. And, you know, I'm, hey, I don't wanna, I'm, I've, I've been eating the last three days, right? I'm putting it down. And I jump on a scale and I'm heavier. So now I'm not eating all as much. I'm working on my mechanics. So when it comes to training camp, I don't want to – I mean, come to uh, my pro day, I don't want to get on a scale because I'm going to be lighter than I was at, at the combine. And now you're going to go, oh, well, he was 205 then. Now he's 192. And they look at that and they chart that. And now you're 192. You're not 205. So you stay away from it and don't do it. Now I can just throw and all you're looking at is my mechanics. You're not thinking about my weight. It's so hard to talk about this for me because I don't want to make it sound like I'm wishing it on them or anything like that. And in the media, a lot of times you might ha- make a prediction or, or have a certain stance or a concern. And then I think people assume that because you want to be right, and maybe this actually is the case, right? Because you want to be right. If it happens, you go, aha, look, I look good. I'm right. But that's not what I hope I'm wrong. Bryce Young is obviously under 200 pounds, but it's more than that. He is, you know, you have the three different kind of bone structures, the endomorph, wind up fat maybe, the ectomorph, you'd be skinny, and the mesomorph is more athletic in the middle. He is, by NFL standards, more ectomorphic, right? Like he's not, his bone structure, his, his bones look thinner, look smaller. His skeleton looks smaller, right, than, than, a, than a, you, what you see, you'd you normally know, see in a quarterback. So, no, Keith, I, I think about Tua. And the fact that two is a little guy who's not very fast, but he's a, a, a stockier guy than than Bryce Young. And Tua got dropped on his head a couple times 
in this past season. He did. He suffered, obviously, a neurological event. I would say it's a concussion pretty clearly. They said it wasn't. Four days later, he's back on the field, concussed again. There may have been three separate concussions, and I worry about his longevity. What's going to happen to Bryce Young? Little Bryce Young. I think he'll ball out of control as long as he's on the field. I think he's excellent. But is he big enough to, you know, well, it's like Steph Curry in the NBA. LeBron James ain't tackling Steph Curry. And LeBron James ain't running into Steph Curry. He's not running into him. Steph Curry isn't in the middle of the lane when LeBron puts his head down and decides, I'm going to the cup and you're not getting in my way. Let alone it's not his job to come off the edge and, and, and snap him in two, right? So, like, well, I just here, don't here's see what, it. Here, here's, here's what I would say, and Bryce Young would say the same thing. He's been small his whole life, right? Smaller than the guys. I mean, he might have been he might have been one of the bigger guys in the peewee league or something like that. But since it's been organized football, he's been one of the smaller guys, but the best guy, right? Mm-hmm. In high school and in college, where in college you are playing against other guys that are your contemporaries, your age, so to speak. You're playing against an 18-year-old just getting out of high school, coming from the prom. You're playing against a 19-year-old who just got into an argument with his girlfriend and he's texting all night long. You are or, 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 or playing against a kid who graduated and probably is going to go be a doctor because his NFL future isn't there. Now you step up to the next level, and you are playing against a different type of body, a different body structure. The, the body structures change from college, even though they look crazy in college, to when you get into the pros. They whole bodies change, Max. Okay? They, you know how you say, oh, you're three pack and a six. I mean, them dudes be having 12 packs and 40 inch guns. And it's just a different. It's like, look. It's a different deal. And they grown. They're grown ass men with full beards. Focused okay? on the job at hand, Focused which is to the get jo- you. The, o- the only thing, and they got bad intentions. And, they, and got they got families to support. Hair missing in the middle. And mortgages okay? to pay. <laughs> mortgages to pay. Car seats in the back. Uh, uh, wives mad at them because they're not coming home on time. Not playing games. It's a different deal. So when I look at it, I say to myself, okay, can he escape the pocket? You say, what's the difference between him and Tua? Tua can't escape the pocket nearly as well as Bryce Young. Right. Bryce Young can do some, some Houdini-like things. Russell Wilson early stages. But he's but not, not as, as thick and pudgy yeah. as Russell Wilson. Nor is he, his, uh, <clears throat> he may quite. not have the same as yeah, he may he may be a little slower in certain instances than than Russell Wilson, but sort of the kind of the same thing. That's what I worry about with him. But Keith is let me, Nick let me, Bosa coming off the edge. Yeah. Or yeah. Or, or or Michael Parsons uh, or yeah. Michael Parsons, <laughs> yeah. or you say, well, he's played against those guys in the SEC, the toughest college co- co- football conference. I'm like Y'all, y'all don't get it, man. But, but, Key, I would say like this. If Bryce Young had to go up against the SE, all-SEC defensive team, he could ball out. He could get them. He could win. He could make them look bad week for a week, for a he second did. week, for a third week, for he a fourth week. He did his whole week. career. He did his whole career. But what I'm saying is eventually if you played the all-American defense every single week, eventually something's going to get to you, right? You don't have to do that in college. But the all-American defense every single week is still not the NFL defense because the NFL defense is the best of the all-Americans that they've plucked out over a 10-year period. It's not even a – never mind – never mind 
the 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 athlete, the skill set. Right. How about the old wizard with the great temples, with the, the dandruff on the yeah. shoulder that sits here, and all he does with those little glasses is sit up, and he does this all day long with the little glasses from the box, trying to figure out the Vic Fangio's of the world, trying to figure out how to get your ass. That's what you got to worry about. Right. He's he's probably better than your offensive coordinator that's calling the plays and trying to protect you. He done dialed up something, sitting there, dialing it up over, you know, a 48-hour period of time on how to do E.T. stunts and bring the corner up on a Yeah, the corner blitz, but it's disguised. And what, what just happened? Oh, yeah, It's a different deal. I'm just being honest with you. But I think he'll do well no matter what team he goes to. I just worry about how long he'll his, do well. How yes, long he'll for do well. 100%. No one's hating on the ability. Key, would you play any of the quarterbacks, uh, these the following quarterbacks, week one based on historical data? Because teams have been a little more patient with their first-round quarterbacks in recent years. 45 quarterbacks have been drafted in the first round in the last 15 years, okay? Mm-hmm. 21 from 08 to 15, 24 from 16 to 22, roughly the same. 13 of the 21, so it's over 60% of the quarterbacks in that first period between 08 and 15, over 60% started – their season's opener is a rookie. But 7 out of 24, which is under 30%, so you basically cut the percentage in half, started from 16 to 22 as a rookie. Now, Dan Orlovsky tweeted that Stroud can step in and handle an NFL playbook right away. He has the traits to survive at first and thrive later. I can see that with Stroud. So let me ask you a question, Key, about the following teams all right mm-hmm. do, do they start a rookie quarterback week one the Panthers no so they could take Bryce Young and not start him week one a- absolutely Andy Dalton is sitting there and Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell will not rush their quarterback they will be patient with whoever it is that they select with the number one overall pick whoever it is but doesn't doesn't Bryce Young strike you as a type of dude who's going to be a quick study and by the end of training camp maybe beat yeah, out Andy but, Dalton? But that's fine. They're not in a rush, though. Remember, they just got there. So it's not a rush. They don't have the type of team that could compete in the division, even though the division is probably going, as of right now, look like it may go to New Orleans based on New Orleans getting car. All right. So the Texans, and my nephew, obviously we're, we're going to get back. to them in the in the next hour, what they might do with the number two overall pick but, but what do you think about the Texans would they start a rookie week one I don't even know if they'll draft a quarterback but right. no they won't Davis Mills is there and, and for everything I hear they kind of the film that they've watched and seen him walking around the building they kind of like what they see on his tippy toes what about the Raiders no they just signed Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo so no they wouldn't start a rookie what if Garoppolo gets hurt before for well, the rookie has knock to wood that doesn't happen Jimmy I'm not wishing any uh any ill. All right. You know, it's just he's been not always available. Well, then he could go hang out in the valley. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean, Max. <laughs> Colts, Key. Would the Colts start a rookie quarterback? Depending on the rookie quarterback that they select. Okay. I can see them starting Will Levis because he reminds them of Andrew Luck, and he's got some Peyton Manning in him, and he's got a big, strong, aggressive arm, and they got a few pieces. So I can see them doing that depending on the quarterback they take. Um, and they've been they've been trying with reclamation projects and scrap heap and stuff like that. That's a team that at this point got to be looking like, all right, <laughs> there's no way around this one. We're gonna have to draft and develop. You know who I think could start week one? Hendon Hooker. 
Like if he's healthy, if he, oh wait, the ACL is not going to be ready in time. Wait, is it? No, 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 no. That's right. He won't even play this year, coach. That's right. But when he is healthy, he will start right away. He's thirty years old. (laughs) No, but Key, you know something? That doesn't bother me. Like age is really about projecting longevity and upside. To me, if I get. If I get 10 years out of Hendon Hooker, I'm happy. He's 20. Right, eight years. Who cares? 20, 24, 25 years old. You get five years of good years out of a quarterback. You no, know, yeah, if I, get, if I get eight years out of him, you're happy. You, but you're not, you know, especially where he's getting drafted. He's not getting hey, drafted he, in the top three picks of the draft. Key, a lot of people have been telling me on this just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. A lot of people have been telling me that, you know, he's really a system guy. But he's got me fooled. Like, when I looked at him, I was like, damn, he looks good to me. Is he a system he, guy or is he an NFL quarterback? What I would say at Georgia, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, he lost his job in Virginia Tech to, to uh, Burmeister, Braxton Burmeister, who may still be in college playing somewhere. Um, that's another one of those guys who bounced around. Actually, Max, yeah. Braxton Burmeister did play on my 707 team. Just so that you know. Of course he um, did. Of no, absolutely one hundred percent he did. And so everyone he lost has his played job. on he wind up transferring to Tennessee. Tennessee has kind of this air raid spread out system where everything is wide. Everything is, is just spread out. He sees everything clean. He lets the ball go in rhythm. Doesn't mean he's a system quarterback. It just means that that's the system he's been in and he certainly thrived in what uh Josh Hype will put together for him. So it doesn't mean that he can't go on and be something in another system, so to speak. Key, Everybody has a system. We got we got some things we got to do. We got to move it along. But I yeah, just thought of a bills. great game. Well, we'll see if it's a great game or not. You know, six degrees of separation. I want to play how you can link any two people in the world through six different people, right? I, I wonder if we could play seven degrees of Key's seven-on-seven team. <laughs> <laughs> and we could link any NFL player to Key's seven-on-seven team. I'll bet you that's e- – I'll bet you we could do it in less than seven steps. Aaron Rodgers still isn't a Jet. He almost played on my seven-on-seven team. <laughs> we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Bob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst on KJM. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Rob? What up? Are you aware, by the way, that you are brought to us by Beacon? Beacon and the Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere, 24-7. Beacon, always building. 
Rob, you and Key were having an interesting we're conversation building. just now uh, off mic. Mm. I don't want to get it. I'd love to hear it on air. Key was well, asking. I was asking. Yeah. I was asking. I was just talking about. Uh, I don't even know how the conversation started. But we were talking about fines and guys being fined and things like that. And I asked Nink, was Belichick a fine guy, meaning fining the players for different things? Because Bill, Coach Parcells, <laughs> man, he used to he deliberately used to want to take your money, and and he would fine for not having knee pads in, thigh pads, uh, hip pads. Just, what were the fines you know, like? They probably would go anywhere from two fifty all the way up to I think twelve hundred dollars, and twelve hundred dollars was twelve hundred dollars per pound over your playing weight. Oh, for crying so do the math. If you five pounds over times 1,200, and that's every single day until you get down, right, Nick? Six Gs? Yeah. Now it's now the next day, about you'll lose that weight in a hurry, You'll though. lose that weight in a hurry. And I was notorious for getting it, and he wouldn't give me the money back. Yeah, so this, this is the only time I was ever, like, mad about a weigh-in. Usually I was 260 on the dot, right? So every time we'd have a weigh-in, Bill would announce that we're having a weigh-in tomorrow. Cool. I knew I was 260. I'd always be 260. One time, I was 262. <laughs> and I got on the scale, and I said, I'm 262. Do you want me to go lose two pounds? Because I could lose two pounds. In the sauna. In the, yeah. I jump, <laughs> I jump in a sauna. You know, you go yeah. have a coffee, black. You know, there it is. Bang, two pounds. Um, they're like, I think it was the guy weighing me in and was like, oh, no, you're good. So I was like, all right. So a couple days later, I get a fine for like three G's. Oh, I think that's, it was what like, that's what I'm saying, oh, man. I think it was like 1500 a pound. It was like 15 something, something like. Yeah, it was something. It was, it was like, I, 15, I just remember. Or, yeah. but it, went, it goes up every year, Key. It's like yeah. inflation. Like this yeah. thing's, it gets out of control because every single year they set a, a, a amount per pound per day. <laughs> so what I did was I went in the sauna. I got back on the scale, 260. I said, there you go. Here, here's three Gs. I wanted to take it in cash and just throw it at him. But I yeah, come he, in the next day man, at 258 and say, give me my, give me my three Gs Max, back. You don't understand yeah. when they're taking your money from you. Now, now this isn't the league taking your money <laughs> yeah. because you it's that hit dude. somebody illegally or your clothes is in violation. This is your head coach taking your money and giving, and so one of the things I used to say is like, man, what are you giving my money to? Oh, you don't worry about it. We're giving it to. No, you're not. I want to know who you're giving it to. What charity you giving it to? Because I know who I can give it to if you're gonna take it from me. It goes right back. It goes right back in a big pool of money wherever that. I don't know where it goes, but yeah. Hey, coach, ever been caught taking the fine money and using it himself? The, you don't know where it goes; nah. it just evaporates. It's just gone. They just they, they claim they claim it goes to some local charity or something like that, but you I, never hear about. So the how, local how you don't the, see the charity? The, you never hear about. How it. would the broke players come up with the money? I know people are like, "Well, if you're in the NFL, you're not broke." But when, when the minimum salary was what when you were playing? Key it comes out of your three hundred G's or something like that. The minimum it's, salaries was probably. Yeah, probably about like yeah, for, the, for the for the for the you know bottom of the roster type. Yeah, yeah probably. So if he gets fired, so you, you don't you don't. A lot of these guys, they don't. Sometimes they don't have they can't because they either get cut or it comes out of your paychecks. So like I didn't know about it until I looked at my next pay stub and I was like, what's this thirty two whatever whatever, and it said weight 
fine. And I oh, was like, what? So if you're making 300 and then after taxes and everything else, cut oh, it in half. It's a yeah. buck 50. And now you are something like what Nick went through. You're like a, two pounds over. And, hey, I'll I sweat mean, it off. But then the trainer says, don't worry about it. And it comes in in that paycheck. So, you, so you're getting like 12 man, Gs a month. Yeah, but, well, and and now it's nine Gs. How, you think know? about this, Max. If you don't have any leverage and you're a later round draft pick, they yeah. put a split in your contract. So if you go out there and you tear your ACL playing football, they cut your salary in half. How does that make sense? <laughs> it makes no sense. I had a split in my contract my rookie year. I tore my ACL. They took my money, cut it right in half. I made like 150 grand my rookie year. It's, it's, well, I was right about a, the 300, huh? Yeah, yeah. Something, it was something like three. Yeah, three yeah, something. But check this, out before, yeah, check this out before we move, though. And Nick experienced this. The trainer told Nick, you good. They, they're they busters, though, at the end of the day. <laughs> right, they, they got no They juice. some straight busters because they'll tell you, oh, you good, don't even worry about it. And they go and turn that paper into the coach because they don't want to get their asses chewed out or lose their job. So they tell you everything is cool, and then they go run upstairs and stitch you right out. Do they have, like, a quota? <laughs> is it like – John like, Lott – now, look, John Lott like was always cops, good. They need, to, they need John, a quota? John Lott was cool. The only time John Lott was, was a problem – is if Parcell stood in on the weight room watching you weigh in. And he would do that sometimes. Yeah, this all started because you told a story about Parcells asking someone about their playbook. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it's, it's an interesting, I don't know, fines or the, 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 the locker. I, I would say the, the environment of playing football in the NFL is a lot more stressful than everyone understands. They think that, oh, you will play, you're playing in the NFL, you make so much money. Yes, but on top of it, everything you do every single day is like the, – the, the crazy part is, number one, you're destroying yourself, right? Like literally, you're destroying your body, you're destroying your mind. So – and on top of that, every single day they're trying to figure out a way to get you out of the building. <laughs> it's Literally, a, a, right? Every day. <laughs> every single day. Oh, this guy, you know, he's overweight. Eh, they cut him. Remember what I told you, Max? Hmm. This is draft time two weeks from now. We'll have the draft, ESPN, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. They're not looking to draft you high. No. They're looking to get value. Value. That's the whole deal. They don't want you to go high. If they can get a high pick in the second or third round, they're, they're jumping for man, joy. They, they, man, they're they in there high-fiving in them green rooms. And, yep. Man, come on, man. That's just the league. That's what it is. Nick, That's Nick, what it what is. What do you have to do right now? Do you really have something to do right now? You got to go over to get up or anything, or do we? can we keep you another segment? Yeah, you can keep me another segment. Excellent. He didn't put on that nice suit for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got the J's got, on. Got the Jordan 3's on. We're good. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Nick is sticking around. Could the Texans decide against taking a quarterback with a number two pick, by the way? KJM. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Rob Nikovich still hanging out. So, been talking some uh, draft today, Rob, and how, you know, in from 08, we showed some stats from 08 to whatever it was, 2015, two-thirds almost of rookie quarterbacks started week one, mm-hmm. first-round quarterbacks. And then since then, like one-third, a little less, have started. Are there guys you look at in this draft and say, he can start week one, he can't? Like, how many do you think start week one out of this draft? I think it's tricky because it's all – if you're at the top of the draft, if you're in the top ten, let's say you're a top ten pick, they're expecting you to come and be the guy mm-hmm. instantly. So, you look at years past. I mean, if I would, I would probably say if you took the top ten picks of the last, I don't know, 25 drafts, those players are automatically projected as starters and you know I, quarterback's I a little different quarterback but I, I'd still think a quarterback you're not picking a number one or number two or number five overall and just like oh you could be a backup behind a mediocre quarterback you're expecting that young kid to come in and you hand him over the reins and you say listen this is your team now you're the guy we picked you we hand selected you We could have went with anybody else but we wanted you so now you're our guy so I mean it's tough because the quarterback position, I would say this. I think that the way that the game is today makes it a little bit easier for an athletic quarterback to come in and play because you could say, listen, you're not reading the defense right now. You're not having to learn about all these different you know, movements in the back end of the, the, the DBs, the coverages. This is what we're running. But if all things break down, take off. Like, that's the difference. Like, you, you go back when, you know, there was more of a pocket-style presence there. You had a lot more check with me's. You had a lot of run game. You had a lot of reading where the safeties are, checking plays away, flipping plays. You know, so now at least with the RPOs, the mobile quarterbacks, you can at least get yourself in a position of just use your athleticism. And there's a lot more mobile quarterbacks today than there were even 10 years ago. Yeah, and, and, and like for me when I look at it, I also look at what teams and systems and what what is the staff makeup, right? When I look at the Carolina Panthers, I look at a old school staff makeup. They got Frank Reich as their head coach, and Jim Caldwell as basically the assistant to the head coach. But he's there. He's kind of he doesn't really have a, a a title, but he has a heavy influence. Um, and, you know, Don Capers on the defensive side. So when you have that type of makeup, what are they used to? They're used to having guys sit around and kind of wait a little bit their turn and that's why when I look at it, I'm going you know Carolina with Andy Dalton he the, the, that quarterback Ooh. may not start week one Andy Dalton yeah Ugh. yeah but 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 he's a bridge guy right wow. if you if you are the a, a Panthers fan and you got Andy Dalton there you're like whoever we draft better start yeah, but you was know, Andy Dalton in a, he played last year I guess I don't know he was in New Orleans last year he was yeah, he played half of the season, more than half the season, I believe. I didn't even realize. 
Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I just look at it, Max, and say, well, depends on the team and the system and the makeup of the coaching staff. Meantime, the Ravens sign um, Odell Beckham Jr. You're going to get me started on this one. Come on. Well, I'm going to say this. The Ravens, this is a crazy stat, Nick. I can't believe it's true. The Ravens in franchise history have never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver that's made the Pro Bowl with the Ravens, which is how is that even possible? No. They had Steve Smith. He wasn't that's he what I the said. Pro Bowl with them, though. But that's, but that's what I said, too. Nick, I'm like, no, Steve Smith had to have made the not Pro Bowl. Not with them, with the Panthers, but maybe not with them. Apparently, the stat, I'll, I'll trust ESPN research. But so, so here's the thing. Odell, like, what, what's I'm the not, identity of that team? Listen, I am not going to sit up here and say because they signed Odell Beckham that number one Lamar is going to say, oh, I don't care about the last three years of negotiations and me saying I didn't want to play for, you know, $200 billion that you offered me in a contract. I'll come back for Odell. A guy no, that I'm not is saying that, but let's say, let's say eventually. hasn't played in a year and has an ACL in a second. Like, Odell went there because he got $15 million guaranteed. Sure. There's no other team that was going to pay him that much money. Right, right, of course. And that's actually a cheap way for the Ravens to try to negotiate with Lamar because for an extra 3 or $4 million, instead of an extra here, Lamar, here's $50. We'll give Odell 3 or 4 and say, hey, look, there's Odell. But Odell is a football player, right? He'll block. He'll do all these different things, even though he's like a glamour name, but he's a football player. That's the kind of receiver that the Ravens will bring in. You mentioned Steve Smith. Key was talking the other day about Anquan Bolden. Those are the kind of Ravens kind of style guys. If he's there and he's healthy and Lamar is back, are they one of the elite combinations? I don't know yet. They need a running game. You got to be able to run the football. Like, you can't just rely on Lamar to run the ball every time. Like, they need. Consistent. They have their run. They have their running back. Yeah, meet. I know. Yeah, yeah. But Lamar Jackson. Wait, look, it's they, Lamar Jackson. They, they can't. They can't <laughs> rely on that. And if you're Lamar, if I was Lamar, I'd say, listen, I need to start styling my play towards longevity. But that's what Odell is there for, down. right? Yeah, but Odell. What, what is Odell? Is Odell's going to come in and play eighty percent? Like he, he has eighty percent of the. He was the best player on either team in the Super Bowl till he got he hurt. Tore his ACL. But let's just say he's add, most. That's like saying of uh, that player. That, you know, listen. When you have a guy that is older, because how old is Odell? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, I think. Thirty. He's 30 so 30. he's thirty something. He's got a few years left. Yeah. If his knee stays intact, yeah. but you have you know two ACLs in the same knee. Like, that's why he took this last year off, because nobody was going to offer him anything. But he did take the year off. Let's say you have Odell and Bateman, and Lamar is there. Like, one of these years, Bateman's going to stay healthy for a whole season, and so will Odell, you would think. I like the fact that he didn't play last year. He gave himself a full year to recover. I said last year he probably should have done that. nice route. Great route. He is a very athletic, talented player. But it takes more than just one receiver. You need... A good group. You need an offensive line. You need a good tight end. They got all that stuff. Actually, Lamar doesn't need anything to win. Apparently, he wins almost all <laughs> his games with none of that stuff, well, right? Not at the end of the year. So they they need those guys in December. They don't. It, the, you know, the first couple months of the season, we've seen it year in and year out. You need your horses in December, before the Super, like before that push for the playoffs to get yourself to a Super Bowl. You need to be healthy. You got to be ready. And and Lamar. Even last year, they could have had OBJ last year. He still wouldn't have been on the field. Yeah, that's true. Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Rob, how long do you think the, the Packers will, will give Jordan, Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback? Aaron Rodgers is gone. How long do you think you should give Jordan Love to prove himself? One year. He's been there for a long time. 
I so don't it, pick up. So don't pick up his fifth year option in May. I would. Man, that's a tough one right there. Because his fifth year option is due in May. They got to make it. Well, the decision's probably already made, but the fifth year option gets put on him in May. So now in 2025, I mean 2024. He's under the contract, so basically you would have to give him two years. You got to pick up the fifth year option, pick up right? The, like, what's if to he, lose? What, here's the thing: if you if you pick if you don't pick it up and he balls out, then you look like an idiot. So and you if you pick, pick it up, up, so what? The worst case scenario, you got a good backup, yeah. right? Like worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario goes back to where he was, and then you yeah. go get somebody. But I, I would say that they'll know, and we'll all know what they have in the first four weeks of the season. You don't need much time. Like, you can watch the first four games of the year and you'll be like, Because okay. he's been sitting behind yes. Rodgers for so long? Yeah, and you'll see, like, how he deals with this player, like the guys around him, how he commands, you know, how he, how he looks under certain conditions. We haven't seen him play. So, you'll know early if he's the guy. All right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Rob Ninkovich, good enough to hang out with us for an extra segment. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Overtime it, man. with I no love it. extra pay. It's unbelievable. Right we'll, we'll see if we can get that fine money back from No, it ain't coming back to me. Regis. You imagine you're like Max a young player. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You're looking at your check. Supposed to say eleven five six two, and it comes and it's it's like eight nine something. You're like, hold up, time but wait, out before they, we leave on this take, one. And they take it after the cash, so like it's the money after you've made. After taxes, oh, but oh, wait, are, they take hey, it out of the net. The net. Oh. Hey, yes, and hey, hey, what? Max, you want your stomach to hurt even more? What's that? I once had a teammate, one of my really good friends, like my brother, right now. He got fined double, right? Yeah. Meaning he got fined by the team. Yeah. And he also got fined by the league in oh. the game. And his check came on that uh, on that Monday. He owed them money. Oh, man, it was crazy. He was in the minus category. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He was upside down. Upside they take down. it out of the net. Yeah. They, they wait for you to pay taxes. And, it, it was, it, he, was, he was upside down to the point, man, he was just, it was depressing to watch. I mean, uh, they could at least take it off the top, then you don't have to pay no, taxes on they it. Pay, they take it off the net. And then also yeah. on top of it, every single time you see a personal foul, every single time, that's at least 15, 20 racks. Jesus. So if you're a rookie, or a young kid, you're you're getting fine. Your paychecks are like nothing. <laughs> yeah, I told you. you what, I, told, I, I told you after in '98, <laughs> after the San Francisco 49er game, when I was with the Jets, and I got fined five G's, twenty. No, I got fined. Yeah, I got fined twenty five hundred the first time. Seventy five hundred hit me for throwing the balls in the stands. I, I never got, threw another ball in the stands <laughs> after that. That's it. Sorry, fans. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> All right, listen. Rob, thanks for hanging out. Key, this is what I want to know from you coming up. Because Rob was just talking about we'll know about Jordan Love after X number of games. Bill Parcells were fa- was famous for just putting his eyes on guys, sizing them right up. And Key, you have some of that. You can look at a guy and kind of size him up. I want to know if Jordan Love is good. And if he is, how do you know? I want you to tell me about Jordan Love, the scouting report. Coming up, KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Mark Murphy, Packers president and CEO, said the following about his first-round draft pick from several years ago. What do you go, 23 overall? Right, right around where Aaron Rodgers went once upon a time when they had Favre. Took, took the same kind of selection and picked Jordan Love when they had Aaron Rodgers. And just like Rodgers, sitting behind Favre, Love has sat behind Rodgers. Mark Murphy, Packers president and CEO, on his hopes for Jordan Love. It, it, is, uh, it is interesting, you know, 15 years ago, we were in a similar situation. I'm really glad that Aaron Rodgers turned out to be such a good quarterback, and I'm hopeful that Jordan Love turns out to be a similar quarterback. So, Key, Marcellus Wiley told me this. I've heard this from others. When Marcellus and I do a radio show, I've heard it from you. I've heard it from others. Bill Parcells could, as you would say, lab a guy, but he didn't really have to lab him for long. He could put his eyes on a guy 30 seconds. He could tell you everything the guy could and couldn't do, right, somehow. And you're a lot like Parcells that way. You can look, you can put your eyes on a guy and give you, it's not that you're going to be right 100% of the time, but usually you're going to be right. When you put your eyes on Jordan Love, because people are like, what do you think of him? I don't know. He looks all right, I guess. I, you know, I haven't seen him really. Can you make an evaluation so far? Can you tell me if he's going to be good or not? From the, from the little bit I've seen of him, yeah, I, could, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to be good. I think he'll be an NFL starting quarterback, not an NFL starting quarterback by default, but an NFL starting quarterback that are going to win games. And I'm not saying he's going to win Super Bowls and MVPs, but I think he's going to be an NFL starting quarterback that they're going to be happy with over the next eight years or so. Why? What have you seen that you can make that assessment? Well, the little bit I've seen is his ball placement and accuracy um, is there uh, in rhythm. He's not hesitant. He's calm in the pocket. He's not, you know, you could, the quarterbacks, you could, I got to get rid of the ball. You know, he's not, everything is smooth. Uh, Everything is aligned perfectly. When I watch him against, for instance, the Kansas City Chiefs, I watched him throw a corner out. He hit his back foot in rhythm. The receiver gets open. He places it to the sideline right where it should. It wasn't behind the receiver. The receiver wasn't twisting and turning. He was able to catch it, tuck it, and score a touchdown. Make one guy miss. That, to me, is, is a plus. I watched him also uh, on a little stick route, a little, a little spacing stick route. Mm-hmm. I watched him hit him, boom, right there in the bread basket. You can just tell that he knows how to do everything from a perfect standpoint. Now what he has to do is he now has to start to manipulate the secondary with his eyes. I would have used another word if, if in fact, I wasn't on radio and television what he needed to do to that particular secondary guy. But he can manipulate him with his eyes. He's still got a little bit of I'm in high school and I'm in college where he's dropping back and the first thing he's doing is telegraphing his throw because his eyes are going in that direction. 
when you are manipulating the secondary, you know where you want to go to the right. I already know what's happening on the right-hand side, and that comes with play. But I may be slightly looking to my left to get you to move over just enough, and then bang, I'm right back to the right. That will come with time, and you can tell he's able to do that. Again, ball placement is important because I have a huge catch radius. I don't need to be twisted and turning. I need catch-friendly footballs. I need balls that I can catch with my hands, I can tuck, and get yak yardage. And so far, he's been able to show that. Now, so so when I look at him, like I hear you, you'll look at a guy like Brock Purdy and be like, man, it just looks right. And I think to myself, uh, yeah, I know what he means. As soon as you see it, you know, like, or Bailey Zappi, it looked better than Matt. It just looked better. When I look at Jordan Love, someone said, does Mac it Jones, look right? Mac Jones, to me, is yeah. too herky-jerky. Yeah, right. <gasps> you know, I don't, I don't need that. No, I need, I need you to be relaxed. And smooth. They're not coming to get you, man. You're okay. Well, they are you're coming protected. to get you, but you can't well, act yeah, like it. Well, yeah, but you can't act like it. You're, so, so key, you're protected. So, Key, when I look at Jordan Love, it looks right to me. Does it look right? It does. Is, is that because of what you're describing? Absolutely. It, it looks right to you when Jordan it, Love does it? If anybody tells you that it does not look right, they just hate because mm-hmm. it looks right. Now, will it be right? I don't know. It all depends on what Matt LaFleur and company do, how, how they bring him along. That rookie year for Mac Jones, you liked that, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, good. he did everything right. Well, he didn't do too much wrong. They didn't give okay. him a lot to do, and so he didn't do it all, wrong. And so that's all that you're going to ask Jordan Love to do is do everything right and nothing wrong. Make the right play. Right? Look at that. Bang. Right there. Right there to Romeo Dobbs. A little, little spacing route. Bang. There's the corner route. Falling away. The secondary's in his eyes. Puts it in Lazar's hands. He scores the touchdown. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was the route I was talking about. That's simple. That's not that hard. The guy was in his face. He did the smart thing. He he, he fell away from me, and he ripped the football. Mm-hmm. He didn't panic at all and, and fold or throw mm-hmm. it out of bounds. He did exactly what veteran quarterback. That's a veteran quarterback move. Do, is it? Okay, I'm not asking you to speculate about this, but because who knows. But would you be surprised if three years, two years from now, it's like, oh, man, Jordan Love is all pro. Jordan Love is one of the better quarter, one of the best quarterbacks in football. Does he have that kind of upside? Is that impossible for him? Because remember, Rodgers turned into Aaron Rodgers. No guarantee about that following Brett Favre. Could Jordan Love hold it down to the point where you wouldn't be shocked if he turned out to be the next great Packers quarterback? No, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked at all. You got to do it to be able to do it, Max. If you're sitting on the sidelines the entire time holding a damn clipboard with a hat on and you never get an opportunity to play to make the mistakes to be able to correct them, you're going to be a wasted pick. And I think a lot of people feel a certain way, especially four years ago about Jordan Love, because where he was drafted, they didn't need a quarterback, so it became a negative for him. Oh, why would they draft him? Why would they do this? They didn't need it. And so the public never gave him a real opportunity and a chance. Mm-hmm. Now he's about he to get it now. Now he gets his chance. Now he's about to get it now, and I about got no idea. About to get it or to about think. to get it? He's going to get it. <laughs> what, Who said it was right? Who's <laughs> we'll see if Jordan Love is right. All right, Lakers hold off the Timberwolves, but should we be concerned uh, about, about their chances in the playoffs, KJ? Is that English? 